What's up, guys? John Stacy here, your host of the Thick, Strong, and Awkward podcast. Uh, I'm a little late this week. I was in Montana do, uh, visiting some family and uh, getting some good relaxing time there. Uh, so sorry about that. But today I have an episode with Mark Jones, who took third place at Strongman Corporation Nationals in the uh, 105 division and earned his pro card with that. Um, we talk about his goals coming up, um, motivators for the sport, why people compete in this sport, um, difference between white collar and blue collar sports, and uh, what he has coming up, potential clash qualifier, um, OSG stuff, uh, the r all the things. So without further ado, here we go. Oh, man. What's up, guy? How are you? Good. How are you? Can't complain. Can't complain. What, uh, what do you do for work? You said you were just getting off a little while ago? Yeah, I'm a clinical therapist, actually. So, um, by trade, I'm a therapist. In my actual position, I'm a clinical director at a mental health agency. Oh, wow. Okay. It's got to be pretty rewarding work, huh? It is. It is. It has this, I think it has a challenge just like any other career, but it's, it's pretty rewarding. Uh, I assume you went to college for it then? Yes. Um, yeah, I got my master's in it. Cool. Where uh, where'd you go to school? New York? No, Youngstown State. When you asked me about the central time, I was like, you know, like usually the Zoom links, they have all the, like, the cities. So I was like, well, I might as well match with New York. So I was like, uh, but yeah, I, I went to Youngstown State. I'm I'm in Yeston, Ohio. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I was kidding. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. What, uh, how old are you? Said again? How, how old are you? 32. 32. Okay. So you're almost the same age as me. I'm 29. So. Oh, yeah. There you go. What, uh, where'd you grow up? In there in Ohio? Yeah. I grew up in Cleveland. Yeah, I grew up in Cleveland, and then um, I came here because I played football at Youngstown State for a couple of years. Um, and then I was just fortunate, like, just really blessed to land a job in my career, you know, get a get a job in my career early on. And I didn't feel no need. I needed to move. You know, I was already growing in this area, so I just stayed. That's awesome. And I, I think it's pretty – like, so, so where are you at? Uh, I'm in, I just moved to Dallas, Texas, uh, a week and a half ago. Okay. And where are we coming from? Uh, Washington, Seattle. Okay. So I don't know how the traffic is in Seattle, but I would imagine the traffic is terrible in, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it's so, terrible in both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. So good. So, I, and another reason why I probably didn't leave the area because it's really, it's a really small area and it's nothing like, and I, I grew up in Cleveland, so I, I'm used to big traffic. It's yeah. nothing like being able to go anywhere in the city, anywhere in the city, all 15 minutes. It take you 15 minutes to get go through the whole city. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was born and raised, and I didn't move until I was 25 in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska. So it's less than 10 minutes anywhere you need to go, you know? See, yeah. Yeah, so you understand. Yeah, it's a privilege. People don't know. Then you get to these big cities. I'm like, oh, now I got to wait two hours in this traffic. You know what I mean? Yeah, it takes me 30 minutes to go to the gym there and back is an hour. It's it's a lot. 
And then you doing doing the kind of workouts and stuff that we doing. I can't be in the car too long. My back get tight. Stuff gets stiff on me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Lose feeling in my hamstrings or something. You know, yeah, my yeah. abs cramp up, and I wind up driving with one arm over my head. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like silly stuff start to happen. I can't hold the phone up much longer. My bicep is tight. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> It's been real bad for me. I get these two fingers go numb if I'm talking on the phone for too yeah. long. Yeah. 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 That's, you know, poor blood circulation, all this weight and yeah. stuff we <laughs> cramming on. <laughs> I should probably see a doctor about a lot of it. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. My old lady gets on me about it a lot. Or, uh, you married? No, dating. Okay. Yeah. Any kids? No, no, not yet, not yet. In the in the cards though, it's in the plans. I will, I will assume so. Yeah, definitely, definitely. How long have you uh, been with your lady? Um, we just started dating about a year and a half in. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, decent amount of time, you know. Probably starting to talk some future plans and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going well. It's going well. Oh. Absolutely, it's going well. Now for. Your uh, your career in mental health, was that something you always wanted to do? Or were you like, when you were a kid, did you want to be something else? Or I think I always wanted to be in a helping service field. I just didn't know what that was going to be. And to believe it, believe it or not, I, I believe the field chose me more than I chose it because I wanted to do a lot of other things. Like, and it just did not work out. Like, weird stuff will happen. <laughs> like, like, just strange stuff. Like, I remember, I remember, um, when I got into college, I think my first major was engineering. Love math. So okay. I wanted to get into engineering. And then we were talking about like trying to figure out different career engineers. And I was just going through some intro classes. And I'll never forget, like I went to this one chemistry, whatever numbers behind it. <laughs> and we had like two different professors teaching the same thing, two different ways for some like board tests. It's like hard pass. I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that, man. So, you know, I changed my major a bunch of times, but like even, even with getting my undergrad, because I ended up getting my undergrad in social work. I would like try to go to the military, can go to the military. One tattoo might be three diameters too far to the left. <laughs> like, like it was like, you know what I mean? Like you might not, because you're height and weight, you might not make the weight cut. It was like yeah. crazy yeah. stuff. Oh, there's no need, you know. It was like after 9-11. So like by this time, it had to be like the early 2000s. They were like, you know, there's no need. We're not necessarily in war right now. So we don't, we don't have a need for like a mini trip. Like it was just like random stuff. And then I'm getting ready to graduate and I'm in the gym at, uh, at Youngstown State. I'm in the gym working out. And one of my field intern professors walked passed and was like, um, I have a internship for you and they actually looking to hire you. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? She was like, yeah, they, well, they want to hire you at the juvenile court to do like service. And I was like, yo, let's try it out. And ever since then, I've just been working in the field. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. yeah man, I probably was like 22. And how, I'm sorry, who gave you that opportunity? Who was the person you were talking to? It was my field instructor. Actually, oh, okay. we still we still um, pretty close now. It's funny because now I take on all the interns that she referred me. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's like paying back. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, man. 
Hey, so I started. Yeah. So what about you? Uh, man, I've done all kinds of things. Uh, in Alaska, obviously started doing a bunch of construction and stuff like that, as you do in those areas. Um, okay. got my CDL when I was like 20, uh, and worked for, um, Alieska pipeline up there for a while. And okay. then I worked at Fort Knox gold mine there for a while. Um, so you did a lot of cars work. for a while when I got tired of construction, um, worked for a natural gas company there and doing some uh, directional drilling underground. And okay. then uh, I was selling cars when I met this girl and we decided, well, she was already moving to Washington. So I uh, uprooted and moved to Washington with her. Big risk. Yeah, yeah. Big risk guy. Nice. Yeah. And uh, she dumped me a month in. What? After the move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a whole complicated that's- story, though. There's a lot to that. You, you fight after that. <laughs> like, like, like you just, we just, we just want to put some gloves on. We got to hash this one out. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's pretty bad. We got to hash this one out. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so I stuck around Washington without knowing anybody or really, I didn't even have my car at the time. I left it in Alaska. So like, I wound up, you're like a newborn out there. Like you don't know nothing about it. Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. Ooh, so uh, it's funny. Nobody, nobody's asked me this on the podcast yet. So I haven't gone over all this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually had a good friend at the time because I was making no money trying to sell cars in Washington where I didn't know anybody. And the mm-hmm. uh, the cultural structure there is so different. Like the people where I was selling uh, Cadillacs in Bellevue, like they don't need the car. I was used to Alaska where people like come to you because they need this vehicle and like you got to get them approved. In Bellevue, those a lot of those people I was selling Cadillacs to, uh, they get bonuses that are worth, you know, five times an Escalade. Yeah. So it's just, it's a different sales structure completely. And, uh, it took me a lot of, a lot to try and learn that. So I wasn't doing very well. Uh, had a good friend that decided to buy me a ticket back home. And I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it in Washington. So I flew back though, took the ticket, flew back, got my car and drove down. So at least I had transportation. Right. Um, and stuck it out for a while. I wound up smart. I was 25 and we just moved. So four years. Wow. Yeah, and then met my girl now at the gym that I was going to. Um, she's a yeah. IFBB figure pro. Nice, and, uh, good. Yeah, we both decided good. we wanted out of Washington just because it, it was more open. Um, Washington's shutting down pretty hard. When she got a diet, do you got a diet too? No, 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 no. She's she's real good <laughs> about it. I don't have to be too strict. She's actually she's in prep right now, so. Oh, yeah, that would have been one of my first dating questions. I'm like, so let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, she, was, Friday. <laughs> she started this prep actually, um, uh, like real into, like just barely into us talking. She started this prep because she's done like three shows or whatever. No, she's only done two this year. Um, but yeah, she's been in prep for a long time. As a natty figure athlete, she's got to take a real slow approach. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's been. She's she's good about being real strict on herself, but not trying to limit anything I do. Even she even cooks for me all the time. Like it makes me like normal food. So nice. Yeah, she's she got, got that a lot of willpower. Yeah, she does. She, she might kill you. Like <laughs> like if yeah, like I, I don't know if was her take on diets, but I'm not a happy person on diets. And the fact that I was, you know, I will go, you know, I make the assumption ninety eight percent of people that die are not not no, happy no, no. Yeah, she, she does pretty good she 
she's one of the few that really loves the process, but uh, she's at that point right now, like she's four weeks out from a show where everything's oh, getting yeah. real dialed in. Yeah, yeah, and hormones get all, everything. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I did a show, I did a couple of shows, and I was like, this is not, yeah, it's, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. What uh, what did you do, bodybuilding? Yeah, I did bodybuilding for, uh, I'll probably say all in total, it might have only been like a year and a half, because I only did like three shows. Okay. And I was over it. Like mm-hmm. it took me a while to get in shape. And then when I got there, I did my shows and I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to diet no more. I want to eat what I want to eat. I just did it to see if I can get abs. I got them. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did bodybuilding and then I did physique once and I will mm. not do it again. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Yeah, it's actually, you know, it's funny because um, I used to make fun of my trainer who actually trains me in strongman for years about bodybuilding. Cause he was big into bodybuilding. And like, I always loved the sport, but like we used to just make, you know, random jokes and whatever, you know how guys are. So we're yeah. making a bunch of jokes about it. And when I got into it, he was like, nah, look, look who's wearing these, these man panties now. <laughs> As he like judging me doing my, my turns and poses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never felt more awkward than trying to do that in a crowded gym, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I got I got a lot of respect for the guys that can do that because I just I, I can't. It's it's wild. It's wild. I remember when like Kyle uh, Kai Green was doing it. He used to like do it out in the city traffic. <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Like man, it's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of them that do that. They just choose to do it out in public or whatever. I mean, even just going out and doing a photo shoot when you're like shredded, like sure you feel good about yourself, but yeah, yeah, I, just, I have that mental block. I can't do it. It's it's rough. I remember after I won a show, I went to Cedar Point the like following day. And, like, people, you know, when you get, like, ripped up and stuff like that, people give you, like, mad compliments or whatever. Yeah. And I couldn't just help to think to myself, like, man, it's crazy how many people are complimenting me. And, like, I just feel like death. Like, the inside of me is not good right now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I want, there's not enough water in the park for me right now. <laughs> I need yeah, you food. look, like, it's strange that people look at you and you're, like, the fittest, you know, that they are mentally can, like, conceive. And take, but yeah. Realistically, you're the least healthy that you've been all year. <laughs> Right, yeah. Like, I really shouldn't have this less body fat. Like, I really don't understand. (laughs) I probably developed some bad eating habits, a disorder. Like, you know what I mean? Like, an eating disorder. Like, it's it's rough right now. I'm not in a good mental space. Never. Uh Uh-uh. Do you uh, you usually have to cut for your shows? I know you've competed under 90. You took, what, second or third at Worlds, Worlds, right? Yeah, at Worlds. Um, Yes. So, like, I typically cut to, to the 90 class. Um... For major shows, like I just think like usually, usually that was like more so um, my typical class. I I will often do like local shows at upper upper divisions, mm-hmm. um, just for the challenge and things of that nature. But like when it comes to like you know main season shows, I go in the ninety class. I do believe um, with the outcomes of like nationals and things like that. The reason why I chose to do nationals was kind of more for me, like a, a personal thing to be like an introduction to the to the one hundred fives on a, on a, like a main stage because I haven't I haven't actually had opportunity to, to compete on the main stage as a one hundred five. Um. So and and I want going into worlds coming up to like be my my final dance as a ninety. Okay, if you will, you know what I mean. Like I'm gonna just. Staying up the upper class. Yep. But yeah, to answer your question, I typically die down to the 90s. 
And what do you walk around at, like normal weight? Uh, I'm roughly like around 220 on the most okay. that, that that range. Wow, yeah, you're one of the lighter 105s too, and then like your makes your performance stand out even that much more. Yeah, like, like, like I like I weighed in in shorts and a shirt. <laughs> like, <I was> like, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I guess, yeah, but I mean, it's just cool. Tyler that took uh, second, he's similar. Mm-hmm. He walked around like 222, 225 at most. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good athlete too. Great guy. Great guy. Absolutely. Strongman, strongman is probably in, in you, you have a background of competing. And strongman is like one of, if not the only competitive sport where like people are like, I want to see you break this record, dude. Like, you need a knee sleeve. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you need, yeah. like, I got like an elbow sleeve. You got something. <laughs> And yeah. it's like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, we, we compete and, like, we're competitive. You know what I mean? But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, man, I want to see somebody lift something really heavy. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. I was uh, telling a friend of mine about Iron Bibby when he broke the Axel, the Axel record. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people don't know is he actually was out of the time frame, right? Like, it's like, this is like any other main main shows, right? Like, he was out of the time frame. And the other athletes were like, yeah, let him, let him go up there and do it. <laughs> And that's, I think that's so commendable. Like, that's, that just shows you, like, sportsmanship. It just shows you a, a true community. Like, these guys, he comes from a, a less fortunate country and, like, have trainers. And, like, they, they work together to get them over here. And, like, you know, just like anybody here locally, they compete. They let them stay. Like, do your, you know, do your thing. And then we'll do a show. we hang out. Come stay with me. Yeah, <laughs> I asked yeah. him. I just asked a friend, another 90 Aaron out in what is it, Mount Vernon. I want to check out his gym to to get ready for for Worlds. He's like, come stay with me. You can come stay with me, and we go to the gym whenever you want. And it's like it's just that it's that kind of environment. It's, it's so cool, man. I don't think you can get that in any other competitive yeah. sports. Yeah, there, there's like bits of it in some other sports, but it's like overwhelming in strongman, and that's a pretty common theme. Uh, it comes up a lot in these podcasts. People talking about like why they love the sport so much, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it just is like it's so immersive. With everybody wants, everybody's got everybody's back, you know, yeah. all the time. It's it's wild. Yeah, for the most for the for the most part, like it's, you really fairly run run into like any like massive like douchebags. I think every sport you may have like. A couple, but like a strong man, it's like, man, very few, you know, like very few far in between. Like if you truly meet somebody, you'll be like, oh, that person ain't bad at all. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I thought this person was this. It's like, no, not really. Like you just got to meet the person. For sure. Yeah. And then, I mean, there, there's those moments where people look like douchebags right when they're about to go out for their event. <laughs> but that's not typically who they actually are. You know, they're flipping that switch for that brief time. Yeah. And uh, and it's, I mean, like, what other sport don't do that, though, right? You know, like, powerlifters do it. It just so happened that they in that that mindset and that frame all day. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, like, they're not going to be speaking to you in the back. Where here is, like, me and Tyler and Dale, and, like, we, like, fist pumping, like, oh, man, that was a good run. You know, like, we we close. We, like, we were, like, within points of each other. Where, yeah. like, in other sports, you're within points of each other. You're like, all right, in the back, I might just kill this dude in this, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like where, where a strong man is like, come on, man, next, you know, next event, let's, let's bring it. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know, you go out there and get, get hype and go out. But like, I think, I think it's, it's cool for the event, you know, pump yourself, do whatever you want to do, whatever, you know what I mean? But like at the end of the day, a lot of, a lot of people in the sport are just regular people. They got jobs, you know, people going to, after this weekend, you know, come, Come Monday, we're gonna be all broken up on at, at work doing a regular nine to five and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And I think other other sports they forget like people, it's not everybody's livelihood. 
you know, and I think it's more people in the strong man community and strong, strong woman community that just are, are regular working people. We find the sport fun. We like to see people live heavy. We like to challenge ourselves and we still have competitive nature so we compete, <laughs> but like yeah. we don't got to be assholes, you know, like it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think uh, uh, I talked with Dan Hughes and Justin Loy last night. Um, we were recording an episode and we talked about that similarly was that, or uh, sorry, strongman is one of the few sports, like it's a blue collar sport. You know what I mean? Like most people have day jobs that are, a lot of them are labor intensive or, you know, just working with like real normal people. And uh, so I think that changes your perspective on the, on the treating the sport, especially at an amateur or even like, you know, even nationals really until you start doing like the bigger pro shows and stuff. It's like, this is a hobby. You know, mm-hmm. it's a pay-to-play yeah. sport. It's a hobby yeah. that you know we all love and we want to do great at, but mm-hmm. you really can't take it too seriously. And I think a lot of other sports kind of miss that mark. You know, I think you said something so cool. Like you, you said, it's a blue-collar sport, and that just makes me think of like blue-collar people are like usually working people, mm-hmm. and they don't mind manual labor. So, like if you think of the sport itself, people that's usually good in the sport or in the sport, they working. Like you got to work at this stuff. Like it's not going to be an overnight. Thing, what, you know what I mean? Like, what other sport requires the amount of labor just to set up an event? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, and, and break down. Like, I don't. <laughs> we were we were just been talking about this because of stones coming up for worlds. It's like, man, it's a process. Like, this is why we have to do stones at the end of the day, and then you already beat up, and then you got to go out there and put all this tacky stuff on, and like roll the. We got like to roll our stone <laughs> platforms out. And yeah. It's like it's a whole ordeal. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, you do stones and then you're spraying yourself down with WD-40 afterwards. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not for the for the pretty, no. so to speak. You definitely gonna you're gonna definitely get get pushed in a lot of ways. Like I think you get pushed emotionally, I think you get pushed mentally, definitely physically, like this that's the sport itself. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think I think that was key what you said. It's definitely a blue-collar sport and it reflects by the people, like. I've been, I can't tell you how many like award banquets or places I've been. And it's like people, people are so genuine and just like, mm-hmm. you know, speak to you just, just like, just like blue collar people. Like, Hey, we, we all in the same boat. Like, you know, nobody, nobody better than nobody else. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, and it's cool. Like, I think, it, I think that's what's really, really cool. Yeah. It's got a very walking into a small town dive bar and bullshitting with the regulars kind of vibe all throughout. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 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 <laughs> that's really when, interesting <laughs> when did you uh when did you get started in strongman i saw you post something about shoemaker right he, did he talked yeah to so um me and sean and his wife actually all used to work together at in college in college and he went off and you started his gym mm-hmm. so you know in the process of him developing his gym that was about in 2011 um i started going to his gym and he's a big uh, functional fitness person. Mm-hmm. It's just where his background is that. It's what he loves. And that's what he was going to, you know, staple his gym about, is functional fitness. And I don't know what made him invest into, like, amateur strongman, but, like, I just remember, like, one day coming up there, and he was like, hey, we're going to we'll start doing some stuff like this. And, like, before you know it, 
we'll be training and then he had me in the back with him making stones <laughs> like you like every day you were doing like you would do the do some activities to train and you had to like make something for like the next training day <laughs> you know what I mean? that's awesome. <laughs> but like and that's that's where it really started like it started off as like a, a form of training and then before you know it, it was like oh you know this is a show i think the first show we ever did was in mansfield mansfield ohio it's like this this is a show Let's, let's go give it a run, and we did, and it was it was a, it was a blast, and you know here we are today. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. I'm glad. Like I think, like I always watch it on TV. Like I think everybody watched it on TV, but it didn't yeah. seem, it didn't seem like uh, I don't want to say real because it's very real. It didn't seem touchable. Like it didn't seem like it could be like a real dream to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these guys, I remember like Mark Henry was. They first did the, they first did the uh, Arnold class, the Arnold Classic for Strong Man. Mark Henry was on there. I was like, I was a big wrestling fan at the time, and I remember like he was like the real strongest, you know, big chocolate, <laughs> sexy chocolate or whatever he was. It was crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's big when he was like considered the world strongest man. He went on there and won that. You know what I mean? Like it was a, it was a big thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, to be able to, to be able to, actually. And in grand scheme of things, be considered on that level or do activities and exercises very much to like what they do or replica of what they do is really cool, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what affects the the sport itself too, because giant live is like how many how many people are really on average built to be like that? You know, not many. And, man. Yeah. Right, and I think that's why the sport popularity suffers here in the States. For sure. For sure. You know what I mean? Where where I think a good marketing piece for a lot of people, if they knew how like blue collar the sport really is and they start televising it like that, I think more people will get into it because they they'll see like this is this is like, you know, Joe Moe down the street. He for whatever reason he can sling this stone pretty far, you know, to hurt his axe or whatever. Yeah. He's like, man, this dude, you know, Get him in some competitions. He might he might make something out of himself here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's wild. Uh, like you're touching on there with the Giants live and stuff being over in Europe and whatnot. Like how much in other countries that stuff, strength sports, um, those big giants, muscle bound people, whatever bodybuilding, mm-hmm. it's all celebrated. Like some, mm-hmm. those are some of the highest paid, most famous people in those areas. Huge. And it's Huge. it's not here, and it's really strange to me. Like it's been in this like concept in my head that we're. In this day and age, especially, like they push so much acceptance of like everybody else, but it's like you can't fat shame somebody, which is fine. But they look down on people that like take fitness too seriously or take strength too seriously or like push their body in like the muscle bound direction too far. Mm-hmm. Like those people are all looked down on, but we're like transgressing into this other way where you know it's yeah. so strange. It's like you can't win over here in a lot of ways with, with stuff like that. And it's, and it's so wild to me because most people, <clears throat> most people, if they more on the far right side, like take lifting more ser- serious than the average person, they probably doing it for a reason. You know what I mean? Like they probably, they probably have some internal stuff they, they dealing with, you know what I mean? So it keeps them motivated and positive in life and keeps them um feeling good about themselves or whatever the reason is because i remember there's tons of articles about like bodybuilders and people that are like gym goers 
that are massive de- uh, depressed or have body image issues and things like that. And then you got people that's like, no, you probably shouldn't be that fit. But don't don't fat shame that person. But you probably shouldn't do right. that. That's not right. a good look. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what can I do then? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, like you said, you can't win. You just can't. Win. Yeah, it's can't. But uh, I mean, we're we're moving in that direction. I think that's why CrossFit blew up so much was the relatability to the athletes, and that they a lot of them, uh, at least a lot of them anyway, look believable as humans compared to you know Thor or Eddie Hall mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, and, uh, they don't look like they've taken it too far, and mm. I think that's why the two thirty one class, like Anthony is pushing, is like the secret to kind of building this part up because there there's a lot of 231s that are pushing weight very close to what open heavyweights do Mm -hmm. and still not looking ridiculous when they do it right right yeah um i agree i agree i think i think it's a brilliant idea i think it's having a lot of upside right now um again like i think if if more if it was a way to just get it more seen and more televised about these these shows you know i mean and it's the it was, what's crazy is also I don't believe this being a lot of televised is that a lot of these giant live pro athletes, they started in these same shows we're doing. <laughs> like, like you look at these documentaries like Eddie Hall and you know, all, all of them, like they start they started what we're doing right now. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like so so like it's it's this is a real thing. Like it should be it should be on TV. I think it should should really be considered um more popular. Uh among other other sports. And what you were saying about CrossFit. What's interesting about CrossFit is I believe CrossFit is a very white collar sport. Absolutely. And the reason why I believe that is because have you been to a CrossFit gym? Like they they are expensive. Like they're not, you know what I mean? Like they're they're not cheap. Oh. And you know, usually if you want to compete at a at a higher level, it's gonna cost and require a lot. Like when I watch those guys' documentaries, it's it's so funny because when I watch those guys' documentaries, because I think um Matt Fraser, he's one of my favorites. He's savage, <laughs> yeah. He's savage, and I, and I love I love his story too because yeah. he came from being a Olympic back uh, Olympic lifter. Yeah. Um. So, but what what this dude did though, he went from like being on his own doing Olympic lifting high level too. Yeah. To going to go live with his parents in the in his in his parents' basement to get to get to this to the, to the to the person that we know on TV. You know what I mean? And it's like <clears throat> my not a massive risk, and it paid off for you. But how many people that did not pay off for? You know what I mean? Like, because it's a lot. It's a lot of them guys that go to them the regional shows to go to these other big big shows. And I just think, yeah, that's way more white collar than what strongman is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like strongman, you see cats out there in like real steel toe boots doing log prices. <laughs> like as long as they can get a knee sleeve up and and maybe you know people out there in jean shorts now. It's like a <laughs> like it's it's crazy. <laughs> crazy but i guess i guess that's what sells the sex sales in, in america so yeah. and crossfit looks sexy so you know compared to like what we're doing <laughs> absolutely yeah it's funny that you said that too uh dan actually said that exactly last night was that crossfit is a white collar sport word for word and uh, yeah. went on a very similar tangent about it and it's, uh, it's crazy it really is but it's it's cool but like like we said, like sex sales, this is it's a more sexual sport. Like you know, pe- a lot of people not going to want to see. Like we we saw uh, um, Matthew, he was he was close to the runners in that na- at national school, put on a great show. I'm doing the log press. The log came down, nicked my man in the head. 
he had to get staples later on that night. Oh, Bob? Glue? Yeah. Yeah. Glued it. Glued yep. it there at the comp. Got staples the next day, came back to compete. Yep. CrossFit ain't doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people don't want to see that on TV. But us, we were like, that's that's a real man. <laughs> that's, that, was awesome. that, was, that was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I and then Tyler Young sprinting across the log to come help him and everything. That was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, and it's crazy because because that's 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 the beauty of it. Like one of our fellow fellow people went down. Everybody's over there to check him out, and it happened multiple times. You know, you go to shows, all kinds of stuff happens, right? Yeah. Like it's it is this part of the sport, but like. Right after that, right back to competing. Yeah. Hey, you good? Check on them the next day. You good? Cool. Are you going out there? Be you know, be careful. And back to competing. <laughs> like, and it's, I'd and say it's cool. that sums up both mentalities of strongman like really well is the grit of just getting the staples, gluing it shut, and continuing on, and then the camaraderie where you know Tyler was the first one. You got a whole panel of judges and like whatever sitting right there. And, they didn't really do much. And I'm not talking shit on them. They probably didn't know what to do. But Tyler's first instinct was just to launch over there and make sure his friend was okay, you know? Yeah. He was yeah. a competitor, and, you know, just a couple placings behind him. Yeah. And at that time, you know, I mean, it was like our first event, I believe. Yeah. Like, so we, we like, <laughs> like at the time, I think everybody was like competing for like first, second, and third. Like, this is where, this is where we at. <laughs> like, and that's that 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 sums it up beautifully like that's 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 the sport that's the sport and it's i think it's very relatable too because all of us didn't share an experience like that now you know like if you if you've been competing at this level and you've been doing it for quite some time you didn't have a log experience you know what i mean you didn't oh. have maybe an actual experience where you didn't you know passed out in training or you know something went wrong with your log or whatever yep. so that's and I bet you that's probably one, one that's one of those things why Tyler reacted the way he did, like so quickly, because everybody been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody nobody truly want anything bad to happen to nobody, right? We want you to be healthy, we want you to be at your best, and we want to compete. So, like, you know, like let's 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 save you because we need you to be here to compete. You're doing well. Let's let's keep you here. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um now are you you're planning on doing worlds, right? OSG? Yes. You're doing under 90? Yes. Okay. Are you, uh, any events you're particularly concerned about? You got a couple that actually coincide with nationals kind of there. So. Yeah, that's, I think that's probably my, um, best thing about it actually. Um, just because it lined up perfectly. Most of the events are fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm concerned about the yoke because I just never test the yoke out with the, with the car on it. Yeah. So I think anytime, anytime you put your hands on some form object mm-hmm. that you expected to be heavy and move somewhere, you kind of get, you know, yeah. you, you kind of question it. You know what I mean? How, um, how heavy is your yoke for that class? Is it what seven something or? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. It's either seven or eight. Seven was the nationals. I think this is actually eight. Two two thirty ones is nine, so it makes sense. Uh, ours is eight. eight. Okay. Yeah, ours is eight. Yep, yeah, ours is eight. That's a heavy yoke, man. <laughs> That's a real heavy yoke, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna do it that day. We, we'll, you know, you get four, enough to do you <laughs> four times over weigh in weight. Oh yeah, That's oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. How'd you? You did. I mean, you were fast on the yoke at nationals. You know, you you had four people oh. in. Uh, at nationals on a 710 yoke under 20 seconds for 120 feet. That's wild. 
I didn't know that was the time actually, but um, yeah, you got nineteen point eight four. You were four. Sweet, 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 sweet. Um, I like yolk. I think yolk is one of those things. Um, it's a twitch muscle event, and I just think with my background, I got pretty good twitch muscles. But what I think evens the yolk out for everybody is yolk is one of those. One of those things, either you got it at there or you don't. Like for some reason, yo can just, you know, yo can just like run you into the ground for, for sure. you can, you know what I mean? Like you could have been doing 700 this day and the next day it's like you at 615 questioning why you even working out. <laughs> like you like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just one of those events. But um, I do like it, especially when it's really going well. Um, and I do believe it's one of the more easier events to grit out if you have to. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that you can you could probably deal with more of weight under tension with the yoke for compared sure. to some sure. other ones. Yeah. And then I mean you're you're no stranger to moving quickly at OSG through that deadlift ladder. I remember in 19 when you smoked it in like 18 or 19 seconds. Um, I think that goes really to to my coach. Like I just think he is um a deadlift guru. Who's one your, of, is Shoemaker your coach? Shoemaker. Okay, yep. yeah. Sean Shoemaker. I was gonna say, yeah, you got 18 on the deadlift at nationals. So I was wondering if he uh, <laughs> taught you a thing or two there. Um, I'm really excited about the deadlift ladder this year because um, Lynn, you know, he's he's phenomenal at promotion and he got a new sponsor and the we trying to, I think some, yeah, yeah, some really cool bars. So um, I never used one of those. I'm pretty sure it's super long from what people tell me and all this other yeah. stuff. So, I'm I'm really excited to see what it looks like. You know what I mean? Try it out. From I've never used one either. From my understanding, is it adds a lot of whip because it's so mm. long, and so mm. if you're real explosive off the floor, it can kind of rock you and throw you off a little bit. But mm. yeah, I don't know. I've seen I've seen you deadlift. Like I said, I remember that 19 one, and everybody mm. was in shock when you basically stiff leg 675 for your fourth <laughs> bar. So I think you'll be fine. Oh, um, that was silly. I, I love the, I love I love deadlift and actually to be honest with you I probably I probably would prefer more of a max deadlift than a deadlift ladder but a deadlift ladder is fun though. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fun if you can move quickly. Did you were you wearing a suit? Are you going to wear a suit for this one? No. No. That's another wild suit. thing. Like everybody's in suits for this, so it's hard to move fast, yeah. but that helps you out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not a um, big uh, fan of the suit. I don't think I actually ever wore a suit to deadlift, man. I mean, if you're strong enough to get through the weights without it, you're better off. You're yeah. Especially faster. for time. Yeah. 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 What, uh, what's your max? What's the most you've ever pulled? Um, eight fifteen, I believe. <clears throat> Shit. This, this is the type of person my coach is. <clears throat> I was with, this happened in Pittsburgh. I was up there with Vaughn. This is I, maybe this is getting ready for, for OSG or a little bit after I forget, but we was out in Pittsburgh. Um, with uh Vaughn and his crew of guys up there we was we was training and my coach Sean was sitting behind me and he had he was like in a in a fold out chair you know how people <laughs> just over to like if you if you lift in, if you either lifting or you're sitting <laughs> like like that's kind of yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> so he's like he's all of like maybe seven feet of feet from behind me as I'm deadlifting and I'm I'm pulling pulling eight something. <clears throat> it's like eight oh five or so. And I had uh, started to stumble back. He didn't even flinch. Like, he was just like, <laughs> he just looked at me like, 
I hope you like this out, Sim. <laughs> like almost like I was taking too long, too too long for him. <laughs> like he was like disturbed. Like Meg, you got to get this on. <laughs> like come on with it. But it's it's a, it's a funny. It's probably one of my favorite videos I ever posted because I was like stumbling back and he did not budge. Like either he was too tired or he just did not care. <laughs> he did not budge. Like shrugs your shoulders. Like oh, good job. <laughs> and I got the way. Next person up. <laughs> Are you uh, speaking of because Sean competed at Clash? I know he's probably uh, working his way to compete again this year. Are you planning on doing Clash at all? Yeah, I would love to do Clash. Home, I want to do Clash next year. Okay. Um, I just want to find my my rhythm in this frame. You know, I think it's a lot it's a lot different. I don't think a lot of people actually think about um how many of those guys actually cut down to the weight so like it's it's different when you walk around and wait and, and compete at a weight opposed to like people that cuts down to, to the weight class yeah. and, it, and it makes yeah. it it's a it's you know it makes it just makes a difference you know what i mean um <clears throat> so i, I want to really build some time to to build some muscle and some mass and 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 be able to like genuinely compete on the on the in the level of clash athletes and on in that class because i mean it's a lot of strong guys up there like you know it's a good good amount of them are pro athletes so and and they're really good athletes too so like not only do you have to make sure you can compete strength wise but you have to make sure you can endure the weight of the events you know what i mean like so because i've done shows where like i compete as a as a 231 at my walk around way and it's like almost a max everything for me and like i'm like my recovery is vastly different from everybody else you know what i mean like 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 i'm like struggling you know for the next event like man i'm trying to use the use the gun and roll out as much as i can yeah. you know what i mean yeah, and like you know when you when you cut down to a weight class you know maybe you got a little upper hand on that because you're used to being able to carry around that weight or you know um, slang around those weights in the gym like that mm-hmm. for a long period of time, opposed to somebody that like just genuinely walk around there, you know. Well, yeah, and then that, and you know, by the time of the actual competition after weigh-ins, you're already up another 15 pounds back to where you normally are. And we are, yeah, pace to move things around. You know, it makes a big difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes, I don't argue though. I mean, obviously, it's a heavier um, show than nationals, and it's uh, more. It's 10 events this year, I think. Um, but I'd argue, I mean, you're right there competitively. You were one point behind Tyler, and Tyler took fifth last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. I mean, Tyler also is coming from a 90 class, too. And I think he's 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 making his his um, mark in the, in the 105s now as well. So, I mean, yeah. And and like, like I said earlier, that's, that's kind of why I'm, this is going to be. I want this to be like my last 90 show. Gotcha. Um, you're going to try and fill out a little bit more. Yeah, and I'm, a, I'm a, I am want to fill out a little bit more and just just move into the 105s for sure. Um, I think I'm ready. Um, I think I'm ready, and I can I can play with them. Yeah, you you just looking to take that world title this year and not take second. Um, yeah, and it's funny because because Naremi was such a good guy, <laughs> like he's such a good guy, awesome dude, great competitor. Um, and it's so funny because he commented on my axle clean and press from from nationals this year. Yep. And yep. that was the event he beat me at Worlds because he beat me by two points, and that was the one that he that sealed the deal basically. 
which was really funny because funny because I was like, man, he was like, man, great job for your actual clear depression. I was like, yeah, I learned from the best. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, you whooped me last year with me. So yeah, that kid's um, a savage. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He, he got a CrossFit background. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's the real deal. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I don't think nobody enter a competition to shoot for anything less than first. You know, I mean, I think that's the the whole goal of competing. Um, I will, I will absolutely love to win out as it been my last 90 show. I mean, I think if I was talking about a dream, that'd be a dream come true. Um, but you know, you gotta, you gotta go there and, and, and work like, it's, you know, nobody's going to hand it to you. It's not, it's not the type of sport. Like this is not a, a celebrity thing. It's going to be, you know, points add up and, you know, your work ethic is going to show. So like, you know, you got to do it the best you can. Yeah, definitely. Our, uh, I know we already touched on a couple of uh, lifts. Is there anything you're you're not looking forward to at OSG? Uh, how's your log for reps? You got three thirty five in that, so you're doing pretty decent. Um, actually, pretty good. Um, I think I probably prefer the reps. Okay. Uh, what's your weight there? Two eighty five or something? Two ninety? Two eighty five. Two ninety five. Okay. I think we slightly under under one hundred five. I think they're two or three twenty five. So then we're two ninety five. Okay. So two ninety five. Um, I like pressing in general. I, I genuinely do like pressing in general. So I guess I'm not really sweating the pressing. I just think it's one of those things where it's more of a a calisthenic movement. Like you have to make sure you all lubricated up and and warmed up to to be able to do it. I don't think it's it's one of those ways where um, I will be unsure about a ref or so you know what i mean <laughs> um you I, I didn't watch your press video do you because you had you said you had an olympic background right olympic lifting no no um what was your background so you did bodybuilding i just i just i just i did bodybuilding i power lift um okay. and just just straight gonna, road gym gonna ask stuff if you like do that. split jerk or if you just do a push press. i can but i don't i don't i can do them but i don't i usually don't do them in competition Gotcha. Um, I'm more of a, a, a parallel type of pressure, like it's just a straight overhead, overhead type yeah, of me guy. Too. Uh, um, if I if if I if I needed to, or if it was like a max event, probably like I can do it. I feel more comfortable split jerking. Um, an axle opposed to a log. Actually, me and Tyler were just talking about this about one of Daniel's uh, one of Dan's videos of his log because he split jerked the log and he was like my face Tyler was like he commented about my face on thing so I was just so blown away because I just think that's such an athletic move you know yeah, what I mean because like yeah. the, the log is awkward itself like just just picking it up is awkward you know what I mean like the log itself is awkward you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> so so <clears throat> to split jerk it is is really wild I can't um, do it that's for sure yeah I, and I don't think I ever tried to split jerk on a log I, I just know if if I was going to risk it to split jerk, it would be more on the on the axle. Okay. But my all all my lifts, even with my axle press, like during competitions, I typically um uh, as a, um, as a are a, a parallel box person. Like I'm more of a square square person. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, similar. Um, what are the other? You got the car walk. You're not too worried about just a little awkwardness there. You got the deadlift. It's a little awkwardness there. Um, I think I'm worried about the definitely like everybody else is. Um, I just think definitely is one of those things. If you experienced it the year before or ever in a competition, it's rough. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's it's one of those things where 
no matter how many times you do it, it still sucks. Like, it just sucks. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, like you don't even know if you're getting better at it or not. It just sucks. <laughs> like, it's just a thing that sucks. Yeah. Um, you did the, the same medley, the same carry and drag medley as it was in 19. So you can't be too worried about that because you smoked that. I mean, but it's still rough, though. It's still it like is. that time retention. Like, it's, it's, it's brutal. And I think also this year he moved. He took an implement out. The sandbag's gone. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, one of the sandbags are, are gone. So... Um, that's a relief there. Yeah. Um, I think uh, his stones. I will. I will probably be concerned about the stones. Um, his platforms are pretty high. I'm not the tallest dude. I'm not short as Tyler. How tall are you? <laughs> no, <hello. laughs> I'm five ten. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're so back for it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's different when you you know you you rolling a, a three seventy stone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Up on your face. <laughs> and you're like, you know, bending backwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so like it's just a little questionable at that point, trying to trying to put it on a uh, stone platform. But uh I would I'm probably more so concerned concerned about that okay. out of all the other events. Um Sam, I think sandbag toss is one of those things, it's, it's a rhythm, it's a rhythm game. Like you, you know, I think as an athlete, you pretty much know if you can put a stand back up there or not by the time of the the competition, and that's that's more of a rhythm game. Like you, you either going to be in sync or you know anxiety or whatever is going to get you before you go to uh, go up there. Yeah, and you got all four bags of nats, right? So yeah, I got all four bags. Um, it wasn't um my smoothest go at the bags. I I think I overthought it. You know, we we watched like 12 heats before us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, after you, you know, you don't watch so many people miss and stuff. You start questioning like your, your mm-hmm. game plan. You know what I mean? It's like, we sitting out there like, Oh man, maybe, maybe that bag might be a little heavy. I mean, we did do a lot of, a lot of deadlifts before this, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> maybe I should switch it up a little bit. Yeah. I did that <laughs> at really a show 2017. I think I watched like six people in a row fail a 150 circus dumbbell and a press medley. And all of a sudden, like, as soon as I got to it, I, I'm hitting like 180 at the time. And I just, I couldn't. It messes you up. Like it messes you up. (laughs) And that's what I was saying like earlier about how the sport is such, you know, it's a mental game too. Like you just have to, you have to be able to dial in there. I remember one time I did a show out in Detroit and we were doing like max log and like this guy on the other platform, like next, next to me, like exploded. Like I remember like the, the log like came down and like landed on his foot and his foot broke, his thigh broke. It was great. Oh, like no. it was a bad day. Like it's just, like it was just a bad day. Like it was just falling apart. And like the ambulance came to get him. And <laughs> i never forget it. Uh, Berkeley was putting the show on. i never forget it. He was like, all right, blew the whistle. Like, all right, next up. And we were like, <laughs> like, I don't even, <laughs> my thing, my two lifts are good. <laughs> like I don't even want to do that. <laughs> uh, that's you, had, you, know, you, you had to go up there and do it. Like you just had to like dial back in and be like, I know I can do this. You know, I've been I've been training for this. Like I got this, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and yeah, and get back there's nothing game. worse too than people sending you those like gym fails where people like blow out their knees on squats and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Why do I need why that? Why would in you my do head? that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, because like I think everybody, every gym's goer knows like it stuff happens. Like this is part of it's part of the um the love for the sport. It's part of just fitness. Like things happen. Like you can you don't even have to be going to a gym for something to happen. You know what I mean? But like 
when it's that particular day and that particular muscle that you were about to go work on, it's like, come on, bro. Switch <laughs> like, it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Have you but, had um, any uh, injuries or anything? I have. Like, um, I've tore my pack, so that been bothering me a lot. Um, like a muscle belly tear or like a tendon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a little, like a little muscle tear. Um, I usually usually get some really bad sciatic stuff going on. So it messes with like my pools and stuff. My lower back is a disaster. <laughs> and I think, I think my lower back is probably more of a disaster because of just years of bad lifting, you know, playing, playing football in the States is like, you know, you get some, yeah. some, some dad, some, somebody's dad and they like some old, old guy who thought they were the stuff in, in high school. <laughs> Like making you max out every day, and like don't care about the form, you know what I mean? So, um, this is probably more so just aches and pains from over years, just slamming heavyweight and uh, not correctly. And, um, I think competing in strongman have added to that, <laughs> like, definitely added to that because strongman is the sport to be awkward, and you know, as long as you can successfully complete it. You know, nobody's really like, you know, this, you're yeah. not about to get three white lights. Like nobody, you know, you'll get a shame high five. Everybody else get once you get it done. You know what I mean? No matter how it looks, it can look pretty. It can look ugly. He was like, hey, as long as you get it done. <laughs> did, you, did you see the dude doing the jerk deadlift that got passed around for a little bit there? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's epitome of strong man. Who gives a shit how you do it? Nobody really cares. You know what I mean? Uh, no. Um, and I, I also think that's probably probably another thing that probably sets us back in as far as being like a mainstream sport or something because they don't have enough uh, qualifications or critiques or whatever people want to call it standards or yeah, standards or regulations whatever you want to call it um, for people to to go by. So and I and I think mass majority of people are like rule followers you know like we you know like so like so people kind of want something that they can like least train and get get close to yeah you know to 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 gauge themselves where we more or less like cool this is heavy it looks cool let's see if we can lift it (laughs) you know what i mean yeah you can do this in a minute (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would say you're definitely onto something there that's probably holding it back is like there's no standard to equipment there's no standard Mm -hmm. to you know if there was like let's say log in general, like how many companies make logs and they're all mm-hmm. completely different to press. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's no standard dimensions, no standard weight, nothing. It's not a barbell, you know, we're all the same. And it's, it's so funny because like when you, when you sign up for competitions, it's the first thing you hear. Like people are like, so what log is it going to be? You know what I mean? Like who, what farm handles are it going to be? Like what's the, yeah. what's the, the feet from the, like, I remember the, the deadlift for Nats. Like people were like, so what, how what's the what's the inches off the ground? Like what's the you know what I mean like yeah. is it comparable to a car that lift? Like what do I got this this close to it? Like is it a regular wheelbarrow? <laughs> like I remember like all these questions. I was thinking like man, this is like it's it's funny because on one hand it's like that's why a lot of people are in the sport because it's so easy to get into it. You can pretty much make any kind of like cheap version of something to to yeah. Yeah. to offset maybe whatever you're trying to train for, right? <clears throat> Where you get into these other sports and it's like a standard and you don't have the money for it. 
then you ask out of luck. You know what I mean? It's like, what you know what I mean? What can you do? And I think that's what makes it different between a blue-collar sport and a white-collar sport, really. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, you got, like we already said, CrossFit, where everything's so regulated. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you can't afford Reebok and Rogue, get the fuck out. Yeah, 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 basically, yeah. And they're making a killing, you know what I mean? And it's sure. like, it's it's one of those things, and I, and I know recently it been t- talks about Rogue buying in the strongman or going to, you know, make more equipment or whatever, mm-hmm. and they starting to show more strongman events and CrossFit. Oddly, I think that's probably going to really set some fire to strongman and, like, build the sport up, like, more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, um, As an athlete, I would say I'm nervous to see what the outcome of that would be once – mainstream comes into it and you know a company that that is not of the grassroots of the sport so who's you know who's to tell like what these events going forth will look like you know what i mean and you know i mean like like is is he really going to still have the feel of strong man like the way we know the sport today um but I, i i do believe i do believe that's the things that make strongman as beautiful as it is are some of the things that's holding it back from being as big as it can be. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put <laughs> it. Actually. I haven't, nobody, nobody's put it quite like that. Um, you know, we regularly talk about, and like Anthony regularly says too, when we're talking about some of the clash events and like what he wants to come out of clash is like, he wants to do away with the backyard bullshit, not legitimate side um, at least in what he's putting on, you know, the clash events mm-hmm. he's putting on. And I get that. And I think that it's probably going to get split into factions there, right? Where you have the people mm-hmm. that love the sport or the backyard bullshit. And like, you just mm-hmm. make equipment out of whatever is out back mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, the people that want the regulated rogue across the board or Cerberus across the board, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that might split the sport up a little bit. And yeah, the events themselves or the competitions themselves, could see quite a bit of change as that mm-hmm. grows. And that's, that's a really, really interesting um, perspective. And I could see why the sport was split, but I, I guess I'm not a big baseball fan by any means, but what you were talking about, it made me think about baseball and I, and I don't understand why we couldn't run it in such a way rather than splitting the sport because most of us come from this, this grassroots and like backyard stuff. So like, why not have like lower levels? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, everybody's not going to be pro or in the major leagues, you know what I mean? But you can right. qualify. And then I think that's what Anthony is going, about, going on. Like he wants to start with like invitations. You want just like any other sport, you want to qualify. Like, you know, people don't get invited back to the Olympics. Like you they qualify every year. You know what I mean? Like you got to, yeah. like that's, that's, and, and I get, I get his concept and I, and I respect that. Um, <clears throat> and maybe that can be a thing, but like, I don't think we should shun out. You know, the yeah. And I, I don't think necessarily he's trying to kill like the lower level comps. I think mm-hmm. he's trying to take what he's doing and like elevate it to this. Oh, yeah, and, I believe uh, it. I believe you know, it. Um, but I agree. Yeah. I mean, who how many how many of us grew up playing baseball and shit, dirt, diamonds, you know, with yeah. whatever we could throw out for bases, you know, and whatever you can, whatever you can swing, swing and hit a ball. You know, what I mean, yeah. somebody's broom, a tennis ball, whatever, yeah. you know, what I mean? just make it happen. Yeah, exactly. But, I think I think I think it could be something like that. It can be a minor and major and you know some Definitely. some local local stuff after that. You know what I mean? Some little clubs or whatnot. Yeah, I think I think what really needs to happen too, and I think Strongman Corp's touching on it with the announcement of regionals. I'm not sure that I love their idea of regionals, 
But mm-hmm. having that progression from, you know, where everybody starts with the backyard stuff and some people are just going to want to hang out in that and they're going to love it. And that's great. <laughs> We're going to need those people. Um, and then having that progression into the more legitimate side of like an actual sport, people are going to mm-hmm. watch. Um, and I think that's what needs to be built is that like middle ground part that yeah. actually makes sense and isn't like right now or at least in the years past where I mean a pro card up until recently didn't mean a lot. You weren't going to make a bunch of money, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it just meant basically as a middleweight because you couldn't even get a pro mm-hmm. card as a lightweight, which is wild. Right. But right. as a middleweight, you know, your pro card up until this year just meant you could compete at ASM for a thousand dollars. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's, that's so, that's so, that's so true. Isn't that so blue collar? Like it's so true. Yeah. That's so true, man. That's so true. Um, yeah, I think, I think you definitely right. It definitely have to be some kind of structure and some kind of system. If, if we want to move more mainstream and we want it to grow onto those levels and, and get the respect that the sport deserves. Yeah. Um, I, do believe also, it's, it's, I also don't think all those regulations need to trickle all the way down to the bottom and be uh, like, some people just need to have fun. Yeah. yeah, like some people just need to have fun, learn the concepts, and just mm-hmm. go on and BS. Like just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like and challenge yourself. Like that's it's a place for that. And then it's a place for those that want to, you know, strive for more. Yep. yep. Have at it. You know what I mean? Like, like if you want to strive for more, go go at it. That's probably one of my, my biggest issues with like the NFL making so many rules. It's like you know, these these cats, they make Millions of dollars, and you tell me this dude got a turf toe. When I just watched somebody <laughs> as a weekend warrior drop something on his head and and finish competing, and and he can't, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like he's doing this for fun. Like he paid to do this, you know, what I mean, and like he's getting paid and he's sitting down. Like, what's what are we doing here? You, you, you know lost, I mean? a lot of those guys at that level have just lost that love for the sport and like why they play, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is really, it's just so crazy to me. See, but I think the love for the sport was more real back in like the 80s and 70s when they like actually played and they were like physically hitting each other and stuff like that. It was, it, it meant something then, you know what I mean? And like now it's more like entertainment. You know what I mean? Like it was entertainment back then, but like it's definitely like mainstream media entertainment. Like it's, you know, it's just to the point where like when they released the Super Bowl, uh, halftime thing like people were <laughs> retweeting it it was like you know it was crazy <laughs> but yeah. yeah 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 lots changed um I'm, I'm hoping you know strongman doesn't go that route in you know 20 30 years and it's a place where you know people are just getting paid and not really you know sitting out for dumb shit you know it sucks that we have so many like torn biceps and things in the sport but that's part of the sport you know i it's don't part of the sport yeah yeah it's part of sport. That's why I never understood why like people cry in like other sports, like about the fighting and hockey. It's, it's part of sport. Like how, how many people want to go out there and break up a fight on skates? Like I mean, I don't want to. You know, what I, mean? I want to be. That's the only reason I ever watched hockey was for the fights. <laughs> like, like you want me to buy a ticket? I'm coming for. for I want to see somebody yeah. get checked into a wall or fight. You know what I mean? Or like you know, baseball. Baseball have injuries too. Like them guys. You know, those guys. Like it's just yeah. it's part of the sport. Like concussions and things that happen in football as part of the sport like i don't you know none of them sign these these mega contracts and was like oh i would never get hurt doing this just like us like we don't we don't go into the sport thing like oh i would never get hurt you know what i mean like it's like hey i, I want to do this i'm here for it so you know i'm gonna take what happens you know what i mean yeah yeah i was listening to it's a podcast um with the ufc fighter on it and he was talking the other day about uh some of the reps are leaning towards where they're breaking up 
you know, some of the actual fistfights happening in the UFC because they're starting to worry about like CTE stuff and concussion issues with these guys. It's like, I get that, like longevity of your career and shit, but you're also signed up in a sport where your goal is to knock out the other Somebody team. doing that person. Yeah. And you're making most of them, not, I guess not most of them, but the top people are making a lot of money to do it. That's um, I think you let them, I think you let them do it. Like yeah. they, 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 they spent all this time, sacrificed how many things they, you know, how, how many things had they sacrificed, regiments and paid and invest you let them do what they they came up here to do like like let them do let them do that you know what i mean like i don't i don't i don't, I don't understand that and I, and I don't agree either like i feel like we have to stop with trying to hold everybody's hand like like they nobody was unaware of what that sport is or you know the side effects of any sport you know what i mean like like people go into it knowing what they are like there's rules this is why this is this is why the argument we we have about strongman. Like if if strongman is really gonna go to that next level, it's gonna have to be rules because people are going to train to those rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like how many NBA players you know they try to argue a foul? Like what you know you foul? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like, you know, like like are you really you just trying to win the ref over? Like really that's what all it is. Like you know what you did. You know what I mean? Like this is any sport. You know what I mean? Like people know if they do something <clears throat> if they do something illegal or strongman. It's like you know what you did. Yeah. Baseball, yeah. they do the do the stuff they put on their neck for you know whatever for pitching. It's like, why, why you you know what you did? You know what I mean? So yeah. like, it's just one of those things. Like everything's gonna come with rules if you want it in that on that on that level. But yeah, like, what, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna cut Atlas stones because too many people tear biceps on them? I mean, come on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like what? You, yeah, like <laughs> like that's 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 part of the sport. And yeah. stones itself is like a staple. Like that's. I mean, anybody think about strong man, it's the first thing they come to mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some people don't even know they they call Atlas stones. They just know they're stones and they're heavy. They look cool. Yeah. I think luckily <laughs> strongman's in a place where nobody's even considering cutting events for those reasons. Yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of promoters avoid tire flips just because of that, but they're also not a very fun event. So no, 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 it's a rough one. It's a rough one. Yeah, and we have so many advantages with like the equipment we're allowed to use to help mitigate like tacky with stones definitely cuts your chances of a bicep tear down. I mean, it's not impossible as we've seen, but, you know, and then various other equipment that were like sleeves and everything else that you can't use in a lot of other sports because cheating or whatever power lifting mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So. But, but see, again, so this, this, that brings up that, that same, that same thing about a blue collar sport and a white collar sport, because we want you to be able to use all that because, at the end of the day, we want to see somebody lift something heavy. Yeah. We want to see somebody do something incredible. Like that's that's the, that's the bottom line. You could have my equipment, your equipment. Let's see you do it. <laughs> like that's one of those things. You know what I mean? Where other sports is like, no, I'm here just to beat this person. <laughs> like I don't I don't want to socialize with this person. I'm not following them on social media. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. we're not talking after here. Like don't speak to me. This is my corner. Mm-hmm. When strong man people like high five and taking selfies and like you know what I mean. <laughs> Like it's just not that it's just not that thing, man. Yeah, and then we all go out drinking afterwards. I mean, yeah, all the time, all yeah. the time, mm-hmm. all the time. I, I just think it's a beautiful thing, but the same the same beauty that we have and love in the sport is the same thing that holds us back from like that next level. But yeah. maybe Anthony can do it. I think Anthony making some great strides. I don't I don't think since I've been in the sport since 2011, I have seen as many shows with this much money being yeah. hashed out for winners or any places really you know what i mean um 
I have noticed over the years, like awards being like awards trophies itself being different. I remember like you used to just win like beer mugs that have like some logo on it or whatever, you know what I mean? Then it came into like medals and now it's like, you know, you might get like an axe, you might get, you know what I mean? All kind of cool yeah. stuff now. Um, and, I, and I think that shows a lot of growth in the sport, but like <clears throat> after after Clash and it seemed like everything, everything after Clash, it was just like all these shows started having cash prizes. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's, I think it's, it shows that the sport itself was going in the right direction. For sure. Yeah, just hoping it keeps going on that trajectory for a few more years and gets to where it's something big. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. What uh, long term, obviously, you're looking at transitioning into 231. You have uh, you want to compete at Clash. You have any big goals? You want to do ASM next year or? Um, Actually, I was going to do ASM this year um, and I decided not to now. And to believe it or not, I was going to do Clash, the original Clash, the first one. I qualified to do that one. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It just it was a bad time with work, and I just couldn't. Okay. I couldn't sacrifice the time, and I felt bad. And it's it's funny because Anthony Anthony was at Nationals, and he hugged me after after winning or whatever, because you know he he could do. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, don't stiff me this year. Like, come come out to Clash." And I was like, "Yeah, I know, I got you, I got you." Because I felt really bad, you know, because I, I get what he's trying to do, and then you know he did all this promotion and people like expecting you to come and stuff like that. And yeah. I had to back out, but you know, at the end of the day, I still got to pay bills to, you know what I mean? So, so I had to, I had to take care of that stuff, but um, <clears throat> I do plan on going to clash. Um, I want to do clash next year. I just feel like right now it's probably too close with worlds coming up and um, then you'd be right back in the January. And I think it's a clash going on in January, I believe. Yeah. Nashville. <laughs> Nashville is going on. Okay, so yeah. And I just don't think I have enough time to, and then to prepare in, for a type of shirt. And the end of February is the Jersey Clash. Yeah. Or I might be able to do that one. Yeah, but I definitely plan on doing a Clash next year, for sure. Yeah, yeah I plan on doing a Clash, and it always been a dream of mine to do Strongman at the Arnold. Like, I got to do up to the Arnold to do uh, the 21 Deadlift Salute. A couple years, a couple years back, but it always been a dream of mine to be able to do Strongman at Arnold. Okay, so you're going to go in March, is your plan? Yes, yeah, it's my plan. Yeah, I would have went this year if we was able to have it as amateurs, <laughs> but um, definitely it's just it's on my bucket list of things to do. Awesome, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. They always yeah. have some pretty cool events for that too, and then I like that they do a mystery event or a couple of mystery events usually. Mm-hmm. Don't miss them until very close, so yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's what makes it kind of challenging, too, you know what I mean? But, again, I think because of the stage and how big the Arnold is here, you know, um, it makes it it makes it makes super cool. It makes it real cool. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely cool to watch. And it's also, it's also really cool because you get to see, like, giant live athletes there, you know, yeah. and the things that they do prior to, like, going and stuff like that. It sucks sometimes because, you know, they're they big stars, so they may – it may take a real long time for the event to go. And then like, you know, you wait for like the average guys that kind of like rush them through <laughs> or, or the lower level pros. They're like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> then like they get the giant live guys out there or whatever. And they, Those they, are the they, money makers, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's cool watching them though. Um, and just seeing, seeing the same things that we love about the sport at our level, seeing them do the same thing, you know what I mean? At their level, it's like, you know, they still down to earth. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember I got pictures with Mark Henry and, 
Eddie Hall and different different guys and stuff like that. You like you talk to these dudes, they like ever you can you can just tell they grew up in the sport. Like they just had yeah. average average guys that just made it to you know the top of top level of the food chain far as the sport is concerned. Um and they're giving back to it. You know, I mean I think the fact that um a lot of those guys come back to host and MC shows mm-hmm. and you know they do seminars and you know, they jump on people's podcasts and stuff like that. You can just tell, like, that's 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 them giving back, and that's 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 cool in itself. You know what I mean? Like, how many celebs don't do nothing after they, you know, after they after they after they become big stars? It's like, dad, they're not gonna do anything for like the area they came from or whatever. But like, all everybody in strongman is typically at that high level. They always give back to the to the sport itself, um, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure a lot of them give back to the communities. But it's awesome to see a lot of them give back to the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, uh, all those big guys are great. Um, like meeting in 19 when I went to OSG and I watched you take second, uh, meeting Terry Hollins was, Mm -hmm. he was one of the most down to earth, awesome, like big time guys I've ever met. Mm -hmm. Uh, talked to him when I was trying to make weight, I didn't wind up making weight. Um, Mm -hmm. I was was like two sixty five, like two days out. So it was bad. But, uh, yeah. So I went, and he actually found me in the crowd like the next day to come like ask me if I made weight. Like I had just met this man and he's, you know, oh, wow. whatever. I was like, oh, yeah. now I'm like extra embarrassed that I didn't. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah you know, I spent some time talking to Nick Best there and Eddie. Yeah, and him. A good dude. Um, yeah. yeah they're, all just, they're awesome, you know, and you don't they get that in a lot of other sports. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's, it's funny. Uh, speaking of Terry, I was sitting next to him on the last day. I okay. got there early and I was putting my stuff down. And he had strolled in, I think, with his now wife. He had strolled in, and uh, um, one of the people I was with was like, "Hey, Terry, about to sit here. You want me to move your stuff?" And I and I all I did was turn around, and he and Terry, Terry looked at me. He was like, "I was like, his other chair." He's like, "Go I was like, "Okay, okay." Terry was like, "Man, that's you know who that is." I was like, "I've been here for three days, like four days now. Like I've seen this guy around. Like he's alright." Yeah. So like yeah, you know it was just cool. Like, definitely like Nick Bass is is, is really cool. A, a lot of them, just a lot of them. Even even some of like the the more legends um, that was there. I can't think of the, I can't place the guy's name off the top of my head right now. That uh, MC the nineteen. Casmar? Um, no, Casmar. Yeah, Casmar. Casmar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Casmar. He he. Yeah. So like you even got legends like that just just walk around taking pictures and all kind of stuff. Yeah. So Casmar is a special cat too. He actually, uh, I believe he still does. But at least when I first started competing in the like 2013, 14, 15 area, he uh, he has a house in Alaska in Wasilla, and he used to MC a lot of the local shows in Alaska. Like just That's backyard dope. bullshit and stuff. So that was when I first met him was in like 2013 before I really even knew who he was. Who he was, yeah. He's always just like super cool. You could bounce ideas off of him. He's he's a little out there when you talk to him, so it's hard. But yeah, he's super yeah. cool, dude. Super down to earth. Super, yeah, super cool, dude. It's 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 funny, man. It's 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 really funny because like we walk him around slabs on a regular day in this sport and like it, it don't even feel like it you know no, what i mean and, no. and that's a beautiful thing like you don't get that in other other sports or other venues you know and i think and in great respects that's probably why a lot of people continue doing it because the sport is rough like it's not you know it's not the easiest thing and you paying for it you know what i mean like it's not <laughs> it's not like uh 
everybody's like sponsored and you know mm. <clears throat> getting this this cash back. It's like you you paying for this beating. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're gonna enjoy it because we go back. The, you know, the next day we may mf it while we there, but we come back the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And do it again, just like regular old blue collar fucks. <laughs> like that's, that's what we do. <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's cool, and it, it just and you can just see like the the big time guys are just like that too. So it's it's dope. I like it. Yeah. What's your take on like the women's growth in the, in the sport? I think it's trending in a good direction. Um, I from what I've seen and listened to in a few interviews, and I could be off base here, but I feel like this has been a pretty big theme with not all of them, but a lot of the women that are doing like the pro level events. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are upset that they aren't being included in like ASM or like mm-hmm. being, you know, they're being taken separate. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would argue that's a good thing. I mean, ASW was at the Olympia this year. How often are you going to get that kind of foot traffic in an event like that? You know right. what I mean? Like they did the clash in Denver a couple of weeks ago in a place where you literally like people were going to walk through to get to these restaurants and these shops and stuff in this venue. And that's the only reason like, we had people there, friends and family, of course, but that's the only reason we had a crowd and we built a crowd. And I bet a lot of those people now are like looking up our competitors on Instagram and shit. And you don't get that in a lot of other like smaller yeah. events or whatever. So I think, I think a place like the Olympia and not everybody was complaining about it. I only heard a few people were like kind of upset and I can mm-hmm. see, you know, wanting to feel like you're a part of the, the other show, mm-hmm. but I, I would argue that they had a bigger show. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can see that. And I think that was lost on some people, at least at first. And maybe they changed their mind once they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, the prize money thing, I don't know revenue-wise if men and women are both pulling in similar money. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they got less prize money than the ASM guys did this year. And if if there's no like clear facts on who's actually like bringing revenue in, mm-hmm. then it's kind of fucked, right? How do you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. You know? Um, but I don't know the exact numbers. I know what the men made. I don't know what the women made exactly. I just heard it was less. Uh, I think it's growing. I think it's getting popularity. Um, I think women like Melissa Peacock are really pushing the sport by going to like wuss and then like showing, mm-hmm. really showing out, you know, competing yep. at a high level as a middleweight and doing really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some of the other women, uh, uh, Corey Butler setting world records at clash this last year. That's yeah. awesome. Getting a lot of, yeah. uh, Spectators wanting to watch. Spectators her. watch. Yeah. Uh, Nadia Stowers or Nadia Stowers. She's a mm-hmm. I know exactly met her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've met her a couple of times, but really got to talk to her a little bit. And uh, at the Rainier, she just did the pro women's side at the Rainier in Washington before I left. Super okay. cool lady, um, and she's just a beast. You know, setting world records and stuff too. Um, I think it's trending in the right direction. Uh, I, think so, I would say that with things that like I've talked to Anthony about Terry Rady and some other people, it's tough with the steroid aspect of it. You know, and mm-hmm. that's always going to be there, even for the men that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, the 231 guys and the under 90 guys, whether they're on stuff or not, don't typically mm-hmm. look like they're like blasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that some of the women do, and that's okay. But that is something that it's tough to market to the wider audience of like gen pop people to get involved in the sport too. You know, not all of them are like that. And if they want to do that and make that choice, like I totally get it. It Mm -hmm. just makes it tough to market whether it should be that way in a place where we're supposed to be all accepting of everybody and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. No, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be. You know, we should celebrate people that are fucking putting in the work and you know getting and strong. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Doing whatever. Yeah. You know, we're just we're not there. Yeah, I think I think that's that's one perspective, and I just think also it's like in great respects as you as you gave some a lot of good examples actually in great respects both tracks are helping the sport as a whole definitely you know what i mean we don't have to travel the same journey but like both of us helping us we're like because and and a lot of the the bigger the bigger shows like you, you you were listening they had features where a lot of stronger women were there which which is cool you know what i mean so it's, it's still it's still both of them are still bringing light to the sport and i think people get sidetracked and it started making it more individual opposed to like just the community itself like both of it because at the end of the day we want the whole sport because when the whole sport is involved and it start making the revenue and things like that then people can make real life careers out of it then you know the the individual stuff can start making sense you know what i mean like this became like what soccer is you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Then, 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 do you have a different argument? Like, because when we're talking about revenue, we know what revenue is for, like, opposed to what women's soccer brings in, opposed to men's soccer. Right. So then, right. yeah, then we could definitely argue about, you know, money and salary because you know who's bringing in more and who's not. So that's just more of a conversation, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but right now, I think it's, it, I think every every effort should really be geared towards the betterment of the whole sport itself. Yeah, and whatever agree. whatever way you take it, you know, whatever, if you compete over here for this show and this is men only and this is women only, whatever, you know, whatever. But, like, as long as it's getting the, the appropriate presence for the sport, it's it's all good, you know? Definitely. All yeah. Good. yeah, I'm more concerned about, you know, how everybody carries themselves within the sport than I am, you know, who, what they look like or, you know, what they're, yeah. I mean, it, it, it just... If you're competing at a high level or even if you're competing at the amateur level at some bullshit, as long as you're out there, like continuing on, like we've already talked about multiple times, like that strongman mentality of like, everybody's there for everybody. Everybody wants everybody mm-hmm. to do great. Um, we all want to get stronger. We all want to get better at the events. You know what I mean? That's what matters. Um, and yeah, I would agree too that like everybody's helping it's it's tough because they're in a place where like Anthony's taking the one Oh fives off and kind of separating them. But I also think that that'll help with the overall sport because people are going to see that. And then they're going to wonder like, Oh, is there a women's class? Oh, is there, you know, a lighter weight class? Are there um, local shows? Like, can I, you know what I mean? It's somewhere in my state. Like, can I do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then it goes back to square one, like how everybody else got into it. Right. So it's, it all, so it, it does end up helping, you know what I mean? And, I, and you know, People can throw shade about what Anthony's doing or not, but like the man put his own money into this. Like he yeah. he chose yeah. to do that. You know what I mean? And it just so happened he was in that class. Like I think if Anthony was a 90 guy or if Anthony was a heavy guy, he would have did the same thing, like for that class. Cause that's this is the type of person he is. You know what I mean? Like he wants to give back to where he was, you know, deeply rooted as far as the sport, and that's what he chose. I don't knock him, it wasn't my money. You know what I mean? I'm glad he did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, but I think if if anybody was to slight him or the 105s for that, I think that's kind of unfair. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it it wasn't like he some it wasn't like a a, a, a board committee was like we're gonna do this with the 105. You know, what I mean? it was like a regular athlete that was like, man, I got this money, I, I'm gonna really make something out of this for the sport, yeah. and I want to do it with a bunch of my friends. You know what I mean? A bunch of 105s I've been and he took. 
he took five grand of his own money to put into OSG middleweight prize money too, which is great. Um, I know there's some people that are upset, whether it be masters or, you know, women's classes or whoever, I haven't seen what the actual numbers are up to for all the prize money for all the different classes. Um, I know the one Oh five was a little bit higher. Um, at least when I looked and I know people were upset about it and I get it, but like, he's putting his own money back into the class that he competed at. Um, I understand that not everybody can do that. I certainly don't have five grand to put into any of it. I don't have a thousand dollars I can afford to put into any of it, but like, you gotta, you gotta go and advocate for your side of the sport, right? Like you can go try and find sponsors that are willing to, you know, donate to your specific class if you want, whether you're under 90 or if you're a women's middleweight or if you're a master's class and you want, you know, bigger prize money at shows like that. Um, you got to do kind of what he's doing or trying to do is like advocate for your side and go out and be an activist for, you know, and it all, it all trickles back into helping the whole sport grow. In my the whole sport. Like yeah, at the end of the day, but, it all helps. Yeah. At the end of the day, it all helps. Yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. So, I mean, people probably going to be upset. I mean, I think cause everybody wants to win money. Everybody wants it to be equal in standards in some, some way, shape or form, but it, here it is, you know, a blue collar sport and this is a person doing an own gesture of his own mm-hmm. and as a as a promoter in the sport how can you turn that down like you just want to create revenue you know what i mean for the pr- promoter and it's going to start creating more participants and you know it become more of a show you know what i mean and like you said it, it goes back into the sport so like I, I mean i don't think you can beat it you know what i mean like i think it, it is what it is yeah, yeah, I think you also have to look at how many people enter to compete in each class. Like middleweight men are almost always the most full. Heavyweights mm-hmm. are usually up there, but they're almost always the most full as far as competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, I'm not, I understand that there's a lot of shows going on. So a lot of people couldn't do like ASW or whatever, but mm-hmm. I know they didn't get a ton of people showing up to compete. It's really hard to market something and like advocate for more prize money when, people aren't showing up to actually compete. Right. It's true. You know? Sure. Yeah. I think that's probably why, um, like the strong coaches is going away with certain things and, and shrinking some classes and things like that just to, to make bigger classes to get more people out to come, come and compete. Yeah. What do you think about the, uh, so they're talking about, and it's not official yet, but for the regionals and stuff next year and nationals next year, they're going to make under 200 or 90 um, their own class and not a subclass anymore. What do you think about that? I think it's good. I think it's going in the right direction. Um, I think it makes sense, you know, especially with how big Rose is and, you know, um, it, it's, it, it's, that's going to be like a standard. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's, I think that's, that's where the sport starts to grow. And I think you're going to start seeing it more like even down into like the local shows, you know what I mean? Like the backyard shows, because it's, it's, too complicated to to grow the sport when you have two different weight scales. You know what I mean? Like you have to, we have to be, a, you know, one accord. You know what I mean? If we're going to be growing, and it, it just that's all the mainstream sports do it outside of strongman. So we, we it's time for us to do it. So I think it's I think that makes the most sense. What do you have you ever competed USS? What do you think about the competing federation? Yeah, I competed in USS. Um, I think USS. Uh, it's a good organization. Like I, I like Willie, like, you know, I've um, met him personally. He's been to the gym a lot of times. Uh, like a lot of the, the presidents uh, over there. I think USS 
is competing with strongman as far as quality of athletes. Um, if people are looking to be more competitive, so to speak, and be like more challenged, if that was what they were looking for, I think more people will look more into strongman courts, uh, the corporation. But um, I still think USS is, is a is a great component, like a great component for the whole community. Like I, I think most most mainstream sports all have different you know, um, federations or corporations are part of them. So like, I think it's no different than that. It, but it's still, I still think with theirs, they still need to be on the same, the same accord as far as classes. Like I still think yeah, that should be tough. stable. Yeah. Like they, they, they got a lot of sub classes and I, I don't think that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're with, I mean, even their middleweight classes are like completely different than strongman corp. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of all over the place. I would say though, what they do provide, um, there are way more USS shows throughout the year at an amateur level than strongman court. And I would say they provide that entry for a lot of folks to want to get into the sport because of that. And, and I, I think it's, it's a place for it. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's Cause a lot of people are not going to want to go to these major shows, you know what I mean? Or compete on that level, you know? Yep. So I think you definitely got to have it for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to venture into their own pro status of, things but we'll see how it plays out in the next couple of years as they figure that out mm-hmm. yeah i mean having some competition too is never a bad thing you know you don't want strongman corp mm-hmm. to have a uh, monopoly on the whole area. yeah you don't want them to have a monopoly so. and and like i said like other like powerlifting there's tons of corporations and federations oh God, so many you know what i mean so yeah. many so like so what there's another one you know, they like, all, all have different rules and weight classes and, yeah there's yeah. tons of them now nah, but but again i think with a sport like strongman just because the functionality of events itself is going to have a freelance of things. We need to buckle down on some other things that we can probably control. And that's yeah. like, you weight know, classes. weight classes and things like that, like yeah. standard for like movements, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and things yeah. in that nature, like what type of equipment you can use because the events itself, just, just the, the body of strong man is going to, are endless you know what i mean it's just gonna you know maybe you, you might be carrying a fire hydrant this day and then a sand barrel or water barrel the next you know i'd be like you know you know be like things, things change up so quick and you can't that's i don't think that's anything that we can police but we can police weight classes you know and we can make like if you want to do an overhead press or if it's gonna be a log you can say no jerks no you know what i mean or you know what i mean like you, we can make some kind of standards for those type of things but as far as events that's you're gonna never, <laughs> you're gonna never win that battle. No, no, and we shouldn't. I think, I think uh, that's I, yeah. Like we said, that, that's, that's, what, that's what makes it cool. <laughs> that's what makes it cool. That's why we got silver dollars and Hummer tire deadlifts and yeah. all kinds of stuff. You know, I remember when they was doing the plane pull. <laughs> you know, be the yeah. God, I wish <laughs> we had more truck pulls and plane pulls and stuff. Yeah, man, this stuff is awesome. This, mm-hmm. this is this is this is crazy. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, that's that's all I've got for you. Cool, man. It was fun chatting up with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad sure I got to meet you. you know, um, it's always good to meet somebody else in the community, man. Um, it's a lot of a lot of great people, especially like you guys that have podcasts. Um, and uh, after Worlds last year, there was a guy that uh made a strongman book and he featured a lot of athletes in his book and oh, really? he sent it out and stuff. It was just really dope, man. So like, it's, it's really cool. Like, it's just like odd jobs that people have got from the sport and 
you know, how many people make T-shirts and clothes and apparel now. And, you know, it's it's, it's, it's really cool, man. So I appreciate being here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, thanks for making the time. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, That's man. Cool. It's awesome. Thanks, man. What's the time there? Uh, 7.14. Oh, okay. That's not bad. A.M., P.M.? P.M. P.M. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'm an hour behind you. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I was... That time zone thing, man. It was messing me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Right on, man. Cool, man. Well, uh, I will watch out for the live stream for OSG and see where you wind up. And then we can talk maybe again when Clash gets closer if you decide that you want to do a qual. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, I, it's, it's, on, my, it's on, my, on my board. I make a goal, a goal board. So it's on my <laughs> board to go to go qualify for. So I'm, I'm going to do it before it's all said and done. I'm going to definitely get on there and do it. All right, man. Looking forward to it. Appreciate it. Later. Have a good night. Thanks, you too.